Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Uh, we're here to mourn the loss of NXT. This is the NXT Fightful Post Show. I'm your now co-host, Alex Pulaski, and uh, with me, uh, I was going to say as always, but as for the first time, <laughs> is Kate Hensler. Uh, Kate, how are you on this very somber evening? I'm, I'm sad. I... Got these flowers in in mourning for NXT. Um, I had no optimism going into this, and they delivered on that lack of optimism for the most part. So I can't say that my expectations weren't met. Mm -hmm. It's just sad that that's what my expectations were. And um, I'm now in a, a period of mourning. So right. here we are. Uh, for those of you, the, you in the chat who, who are unaware, uh, uh, NXT is still alive, but it will be dead soon. So this is like one of those things where, I don't know if you ever had like a, a friend of the family who has like, I don't know, stage four terminal pancreatic cancer, but they're still alive. They just only have a few weeks to live. So they get together the whole, all the friends and family uh, to have a celebration of life. It's supposed to be uplifting where everybody gets to tell the person while they're still alive what they meant to them and share in all the good memories. But there's a weird feeling around the whole thing because everybody kind of knows that we're just having a, a funeral for somebody who's technically still alive, but will be dead soon. And that's what this is. Um, we have a few taped episodes. Uh, my theory is this. They are taping all these episodes uh, yesterday, uh, today. Um, I believe tomorrow. Uh, they have three taped episodes coming. This is the first. Then there's another one. There's another. Then there's the third. And I think when we come back for our first live episode, that's when all the changes will be implemented. They're giving themselves like three weeks to change the lighting and maybe the seating and the, put up a new stage or whatever. Uh, bring back, you know, uh, the game show paraphernalia all that stuff, uh, and then the next top 
the next uh, live episode, which I believe is September 14th, that's when we're going to get, well, well, that's when we're going to get the flat line. That's where we're, <laughs> we're going to be the crash cart. Wedding and a funeral in the same day. On yeah. Well, you, you'll always want to double book the church. It's a very, it's a, yeah. That's very, very, cool. very smart. You have, you have three weeks that you have to last. You shop right roses. Three weeks. <laughs> the, the state of them should be very good. Three weeks. It, from should, now. it should be very reflective. Like they'll they'll wane as the product is waning. Yeah, it's perfect. Like, we can't really book out because yeah. we're we know all these imminent changes are coming. So what's the point? Because they're right. very they're very intelligent flowers. In, in yeah. My yeah. So. Um, uh, first things first. Before we get into the nitty gritty of the show. And wherever the hell this is going to go, this 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 ridiculous thing that we're doing, um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I will I will say uh, please uh, drop a like, uh, uh, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, um, please uh, for the love of God, it's the it's the least you could do. Um, the most you could do, I suppose, is to pay us money, which which you could do by via subscribing to Fightful Select, which. Uh, you will find uh, other Sour Graps episodes talking uh, in a much more harsh tone about Raw and SmackDown, um, as well as all of uh, uh, Son Rossap's uh, scoops. He had a bit of a scoop today about um, when we might or might not see Mr. Adam Cole, baby, uh, on the main roster, or maybe on another show. I don't know, but you you got to subscribe to Fightful Select to get it. The other thing you could do to give us money. Uh, because I'm a nothing if not a shill, <laughs> is uh, you can send a super chat and uh, then we'll read it on the air. Uh, and uh, the first one is from Lisa Lockhart, who says, uh, showing love and support for Alex and the Sands of Time. <laughs> and uh, for his special guest, my girl Kate, great episode of NXT. Love you guys and all the work that you both do. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank, Thank you, you Lisa. Um, uh, Ricardo, uh, Ricardo El Idolo del Distraccion uh, says a couple of bucks for this dream team. Uh, we are the dream team, Kate. Um, we are. And uh, the nerd guru says, oh my God, you guys rule. A dream team. Rest in peace, NXT. Two people say this is the dream team. That's it. That's official now. We got to get like shirts made up. Like it's so much more than I like a TikTok tag team. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Alex Pulowski. Asian Joe says NXT is in hospice. Thanks for the memories. Yeah, it's tough. Get the grandkids. Get the grandkids. Uh, we're packing. We're piling, piling in the van. We're gonna go see Grandma. you. That's Emma McLaughlin song should be playing in the background. Should should. Um, Rafael Garcia says the super chat is because you both showed up in funeral attire. Kudos. I, I want to say, uh, like, don't don't lump me in with the great Kate Hensler. She went full costume. This is just the the nicest um, uh, item of clothing in black that I own. It is it is a it is a, a polo shirt, a a Reebok golf polo. It's it's breathable. It's moisture wicking, which I guess will come in handy if I cry so much during the funeral that my tears run down my face and onto my shirt. It'll wick the moisture. Um. So a little controversy, uh, Kate, uh, with the taping of this episode. Apparently, um, the, the, the people were were the, the people running the show were upset that people may have been on their phones tweeting out spoilers 
and removed people. There's a dog in the shot. That's awesome. There is. I'm sorry. Fuck. No, no, it's good. It's good. It, it livens up. It livens things up. He's very, very, very antsy about NXT. No, I, I, I would be too. Who he wouldn't? Knows. Be? Um. So, so what do you think? I mean, I, I seem to recall um, back in the days when they would tape like four episodes in a row on some random afternoon. I would be like, like get notifications on for a uh, Mr. Jacob Cohen, who would be the guy sitting in like the third row tweeting out all the spoilers because I couldn't wait to know what the angles were going forward. And I thought it was a cool thing. It made me really excited for knowing what was coming up on NXT. How do you feel about spoilers and whatnot? I think if you have a live show or a tape show rather, you should expect that people uh, are going to probably be on the internet about it before it airs. And here's the thing. This is like a grandiose comparison, right? But everybody knew CM Punk was coming back Friday. Yeah, yeah, they still yeah. were real, real, real excited about it. Those, yeah. those videos are up to 10 million views. So if you have a show that's exciting for people anyway, even if you find out the spoilers, but on something that they would want to tune in for, I feel like yeah. that might be the key. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Um, it, it's it's a weird deal. I know there was a controversy the last tapings where they rousted J.J. Williams, who's like the number one NXT super fan of all time, and said, get the hell out. And he's like, well, I'm never coming back. Um, yeah, no, this this is not the best practice to make people think that you're pro fans. I mean, we know that you're not because you're a WWE product, but but you can at least like keep up the facade, I think. Um, well, and just what, I, I don't understand how they didn't maybe see this one coming. Like you, have. I mean, you could you could have your audience. You could have your audience sign NDAs. Could have you your could audience have. sign NDAs. You could steal their cell phones. You could do a lot of things. But like, the the fact that they were somehow surprised by this is what it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, come yeah. on, man. There's people at an event. When have you been to a concert? Yeah. Like to, to an obnoxious point, people are on their cell phones at live events. Like, yeah. how did you not think people were gonna be doing this? Uh, is kind of beyond me. So I, I feel like this is entirely in, in their court of, you should have maybe seen this one coming like miles away. Yeah. And on top of that, like just put on a show that's exciting then because this is going to happen. Because uh, even without fans at places a leaky faucet, we find stuff out all the time. So that's true. Um, that's I don't true. know. You don't get to be surprised when it's that obvious of a thing. Right. Exactly, exactly. We're going to get right into what happened on the episode of NXT in a sec. But first, more Super Chats. Chris Reigns says, two of my favorite people together. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Chris. Dream uh, team. <laughs> Joe Toscano says, how about a team name of Calix or Calix? Calix? Uh, yes. I'm in. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, either, it's, either that or, it's either that or eight, which is kind of weird. It can be that unless someone spends more money on a super chat to rename us. How about that? Yes. <laughs> there you go. It's that um, placeholder. Yeah. Uh, Rafael Garcia says uh, that I should have broke out the tuxedo shirt. Well, that's I don't know. You wear a tux to a to a to a funeral because I I wore one to my prom and to my wedding and that's it. But 
we're going to have a funeral wedding combo in a That's few true. weeks. Uh, September 14th, the episode, uh, I will be wearing the tuck shirt. There it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, young Drizzy MSC says, personally think NXT changing using the new guys and girls like tonight is not a bad thing. Using the younger women and men isn't such a bad thing. Well, it all depends. Currently, they've got a crop of people uh, who have been training for a while. They, a lot of them came from elsewhere, have a lot of experience. But um, come back at me in like a year. And let's see, let's see who the young guys and girls are in like a year or 18 months. Uh, at the people who got basically, oh, hey, uh, you used to play college athletics. Would you like to be a wrestler? Well, I've never been a wrestler before in my life. Doesn't matter. Can, 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 you, can you follow directions and be a thing that we tell you how to be? Uh, I'm not necessarily... I like cookie cutters when I'm making cookies, but not so much when I'm watching wrestling. There you go. I don't need to see a cover band of a cover band of a cover band, right? Like, you get so punished for having pride and giving a crap about your character and what you're doing and the way you tell a story there because it's not like this mold. Um, so I'm, I'm entirely with you on that. And I am pessimistic to say the least. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, again, I don't, I don't anticipate the next few episodes to be, uh, I don't expect them to be a anything special or no. be anything terrible, just straight run of the mill basics, bog standard NXT. So medium. It's going to be so medium. Do you yeah. think this taped stuff, if it's going to be taped moving forward, do you think they're trying to get out of their TV contract so they can just get back on the network? Good God, I have no idea. I mean, I, 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 I do believe it's only taped for these few weeks and then we'll see. If yeah. they start putting out people who are greener than goose shit and, <laughs> and, they, and they're like, oh, crap, these people can't be in front of a live audience. We're gonna have to retape all these all these uh, matches and stuff. Then they might wind up having to do tape stuff. But I feel like the plan is probably let's keep doing it live while we can, um, and 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 see where it goes from there. The new guru says the uh, Alex and Kate versus SRS and Denise in a three stages of hell mixed tag match, please. Um, but listen, it, it, only if it's intergender. I. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, because SRS is going to tag out, so Denise gets to come in, and then I, then I have to get out of the ring. No, 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 no. You don't get to hide behind Denise, Sean. Here's the thing. You and I, Calix, we're already being called a dream team. Yeah. Sean and Denise can't even get on the same page. He's muting her. They're fighting all the time. This is like a cakewalk for you and I. Can they even coexist? Can they coexist? I don't think they can coexist. That's my that's my belief. I don't even know they can coexist. Okay, uh, so let's let's actually start with what happened. Thirteen minutes and forty five seconds into the episode. Um, so uh, if you didn't watch Takeover, it was a really good show. That's what I will say. It's a really good show. Uh, it's it's it is is proof positive that the talent will always win out. Like they know what the what the perception is of what's coming up. And they say to themselves, "Well, uh, we're we're still gonna do our absolute level best to make this to make sure that nobody thinks, oh, this is this was bad. Oh, I can see why they're changing things. No, no, no. They went out there and they they killed it. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the, the 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 shtick that was the million dollar belt match between 
uh, La Knight, or as I as I called him, Larry Knight, because Larry Knight is a much more intimidating name than L.A. Knight, which sounds like a fake football team in a movie. <laughs> the L.A. Knights are playing the San Diego Sharks. Like, Gold no, no, no. Son plays for the L.A. Knights. Mm. <laughs> so he's out there in that weird jersey. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on TakeOver. It almost made me, like, sad because it felt like they were – they gave it – they're all in a way that it made it seem like they were acting like they could still save this thing. Like, like in an eighties teen movie when they're like trying to save the teen center and they all come together. Like they came out there with such intensity. And um, I felt like we're, we're on a way different level than the, the last takeover that we saw. Uh, but it was, it was fantastic. Walter Dragunov was match of the night for me and just a, a work of art. I mean, just incredible, but all around, it, it was a really strong takeover, and it was both inspiring and a little sad to me because I was like, "Man, this is gonna go away!" Like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. It does. Uh, I, I want to make sure I didn't forget this one. Uh, Russell Adams, who was our best friend from uh, from from Belfast, uh, who said Kate wanted my money. Oh, here it is. It's Russell from Belfast, by the way. Do you guys reckon WWE is in legitimate trouble? No, no. They've got all the money in the world, and they don't even have to try, and they get more money. So, so they're they'll be around forever. They are a slowly crumbling monolith. Eventually, it'll be dust, but long after all of us are too. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what you mean by trouble. I don't think they're in trouble of uh, shutting down in any way. I yeah. think they are. I think I think ten years from now, when people realize that. Goldberg can't walk, uh, and they can't go back to the same wells they've been going back to, they're going to be in trouble then because they, they don't make new stars anymore. And to Alex's point about TakeOver with the talent winning out, fortunately slash unfortunately, I feel like that happens with a lot of the pay-per-views too on the main mm -hmm. roster. Yep. Like They always go out and deliver, and sometimes their video packages are almost too good that it makes you not need to watch the weekly product. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. No, if, if, I, if I wasn't being paid actively being paid to actively hate Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown, <laughs> then I wouldn't watch them because I wouldn't have to because all I would have to do is tune into the pre-show of, of whatever pay-per-view they're running and they'll, they'll tell me all the stories. And I'll yeah. be like, okay, I'm all caught up now. Thank you. And the great way is if you watch those, those things, you're like, they cut out all the boring stuff. They don't, they don't show the really bad comedy bits. It's just like in three minutes, it tells you everything you need to know. And you're like, well, they spent like several hours over the past month mm -hmm. building yeah. the story, and it, it can all be distilled down to two and a half minutes. What does that tell you? Anyway, it tells you finally. that there's no 50 50 booking in video packages, is what that tells you. That, that's, that is what it tells you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, so anyway, Cameron Grimes beat LA Knight with, with, a, with a hefty dose of help. From uh from Ted DiBiase on on Sunday to become the million dollar champion, and uh, tonight they had a little celebration, and it was it was just two guys hanging out in the ring. Nothing really happened. Nobody really said anything important. Hey, hey, Ted, thanks for believing in me because we're going to the moon. And then Ted DiBiase says, "I always believed in you. We're going to the moon." Like it was like he like Ted, you're not even trying, buddy. You got to try. Like I love the laugh. The laugh still works. But everything you got to really got to tr got to try. Come on, come on, Ted. We, do it with me. 
to the it's one of the most fun things to say in the world. Um, so anyway, they just like, hey, we won. Great. And that's that's the end of the segment. Nothing really happens. Um, they, they chant to the moon to him. Grimes is super over. They, they shoot $100 bills with Grimes's face on it into the crowd. Um, and and I, that's, that's it. I mean, yeah, let's go party, they say. We're going to get to this part later. Uh, it, we'll just do it now. Um, you see him come out of the CWC. I guess they were partying for 32 minutes backstage, <laughs> just throwing them back for while they were watching an episode of Friends, I guess. And then, because uh, that, that's apparently how long they were back there. And they're like, wow, that was a lot of fun. And, and Teddy Biasi is like, yes, now I have to return to my home planet. Like, it was a weird thing of, like, Teddy Biasi was here to do this angle. Now he's gone forever. Which, okay. Uh, and, and Cameron says, you know what, Ted? I, I think you should have this belt back. Because though I am the million-dollar champion, um, the belt is a prop that we were never actually really going to use as a as a mid-card <laughs> title. So here you can have it back. And he starts to walk away and you see Ted like rummage around by his feet in the, in the limo and come up with a different belt. It's quite obviously a different belt, but okay. And then uh, Cameron Grimes is like, oh, thank you. Ted. You're giving me this belt. Thank you, Ted. Wait a minute. This feels a little light. And then, and then he turns it over and says replica. And he's like, oh, what you doing, Ted? And then Ted laughs and drives away in his limo. And and what I loved was like, uh, because if you if you go back far enough, the beginning of this feud was Grimes getting getting uh, Dibiase get one over on 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 Grimes over and over again and going, oh Dibiase! And now he goes, huh? That darn Ted Dibiase. And it was just like a really wholesome moment. And now I can't wait to see what Cameron Grimes does next. Um, I hope it's something good. I do too. It's kind of fun to have like a very lovable guy who's, a, I don't want to say an idiot. He's kind of an idiot. Like very he, naive. He's an idiot. I'll say. Like you're very, very naive. Like, um, like people are just going to always keep pulling one over on that Cameron Grimes. But uh, it, it really works for me in this context. And I like that. That's kind of like a note that DiBiase went out on on the night, especially because nothing did happen in that opening segment. And I was kind of waiting for like a thing to happen. Uh, there were a couple of weird things last in this episode where they got resolved later in the episode, like the championship setup, for example. So, um, but I, this is this is so charming. Like I I really love this with with Cameron Grimes. He's so over with the crowd. It's so fun to see and. It's like uh, counterintuitive to the NXT brand a little bit because he's such a character and so dopey. Like in the same way, like Danhausen's an anti Ring of Honor guy, but right. it's fun to have him there. So I really like that because it, it adds a little bit of variety into to what we've seen. Right? We saw Walter and Dragonov tear it down, and then you also have like Cameron Grimes on the same show. So for me, that's just a really really fun thing to have there. Yeah, it also it creates a lot of really fun um, uh, uh, possibilities for uh, people you wouldn't think that would that would come across uh, a Cameron Grimes character, um, and they'd have to work together or fight each other or whatever. And Cameron Grimes being what he is. The how do these other people who are nothing like him react to him and stuff like that? I, there's 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 a lot of potential there. 
Uh, do I have high hopes that it will be used correctly? No, no, I do not. No, no. Uh, Lisa Viking Raiders soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Lockhart uh, says, "What about Team Kale? K for Kate and a Ale for Alex? Just another idea. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I mean Kale is not my favorite leafy green, but but for us, I think it's fine. But it's bitter." Like we it's got true. Our it's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Than Sean's ass either way. So it yeah, matter. that's right. Uh, Ridge Holland uh, still has the big black cock. Like that's the thing for Ridge Holland. I still don't understand what the truncheon is. I, he finally used it as a weapon today, which is good. But he always comes out with that thing pointed right at the camera, and I'm sorry, it always looks like a very large black dildo to me. That, that, that is. is Yes, it, it certainly is. Uh, he's the sentient side of beef. He continues to be a sentient side of beef, um, and and he gets to come out with with Pete Dunn, and he and he um, he, uh, he 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 beats the hell out of Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher made it last longer than I thought they were going to do. Uh, he acquitted himself well, but in the end, Ridge Holland is a sentient side of beef who likes to throw people into the ropes, and it, it worked enough that he's able to uh, to hit this giant. Uh, headbutt and Northern Grit um, <laughs> is the name of his <laughs> name of his finisher, which is just funny to me. Um, but uh, Champa goes to check on Thatcher, uh, and so Champa brawls with Holland, uh, and then Dunn makes the save, and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Danny Birch is back from injury, so they're they're, they're now f they're now for the first time ever a whole. They are a, a complete unit. Um, when I uh, I was saying units and holes, and then he's got the big black dildo. Forget about it. Um, but so so I I'm sorry I used the wrong words. But um, he uh, so there anyway they're they're beating him up, and then um, Thatcher's able to fight him off for a second, and then he gets the truncheon to the throat, um, and that's what uh, winds up knocking him out. I did appreciate one where like he like it looked like <laughs> like. Like Holland was about to beat poor Tommy to death with, <laughs> with the truncheon. And Pete Dunn's like, no, let's not do that now. Because I, I have a thing I gotta do later, so could we could we wait off? Could we hold off on that? Um I appreciated uh, Dunn being the, uh, the the voice of reason. Well not voice, he wasn't really talking much in that in that section. But but you know what I mean. Um what did what did you think about about uh Tommy and Timmy? I I love them as an act. And it this this is the beginning to me of of where we're going to wind up in a much worse sense. Like right now, it's okay. Ridge Holland has been groomed for a while to be, you know, a, a, a major player in NXT. Um, but I don't I don't I don't want to see him going over my going over my boys Tommy and Timmy. These guys are like they're old pros. They know what the hell they're doing. I don't need to see him lying down for Ridge. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but like in the future, you're going to see guys a lot greener than Ridge going over guys, uh, the, the caliber of, of Tommy and Timmy, as long as they're still under contract. And this is the beginning. I think of that trajectory. What do you think? I couldn't agree with you more. And didn't, did they say that Timothy Thatcher is now indefinitely injured? Yes. He's indefinitely injured. Yep. So, like, we're just never fully <laughs> together over here. But I agree with you. I'm a little nervous based on 
what we know with everything that Vince has said about, I don't want to say the M word, but vanilla little bit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's exactly what you said, that we're going to get like former NFL players and college NFL players that could have made it to the NFL that are going to come in here and do this type of stuff, but not be good. Holland is great. <laughs> I think he's wonderful. This was really hard hitting. I love matches where people are just laying their shit in and that yeah. here over and over and over again. And especially like toward the beginning of an episode after a segment uh, where, where Cameron Grimes was very over, but nothing happened. It was really nice to just be like, and now two people are going to go out there and try and kick each other's ass. Like I really liked where this fell in the card as well, but uh, there were a lot of times in this episode where I was like, this is fine, but the foreshadowing of what this is is going to suck for the future. And I, yeah, I would, that exact same thing ran through my head. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I feel like Thatcher really loves getting in the ring with guys like Ridge Holland who are big enough and stupid enough to let Thatcher hit them as hard as he can. And like Thatcher's like, oh, really? I get a hit by, hit by European uppercut directly to your jaw? Oh, this is going to be great. I don't care if I lose. I just want to hit you really hard. And Rich is like, sure, Mike, whatever you want. I'm like, oh, good. Good. So you can see this Timothy Thatcher is just glee in his eyes. Um, yeah, this is this 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 is the beginning of something. But but I I I I got to have faith that 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 Champa knows what he's doing. So we'll we'll see we'll see where this goes. There's a lot more of, of Champa to be talked about a little bit later. Um, we'll talk very briefly about the Arash Marchese uh, interviews uh, at the same time. First, he talks to Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, big twist, believes that he's going to win. And then later in the night, Arash Marchese talks to Odyssey Jones, who get this believes that he will be the winner of the Should breakout I tournament. I know it's crazy. <laughs> Um, and literally nothing else is talked about. Like it's, it's like we, we get a basic sense of who these guys are kind of like Odyssey Jones used to play football. Really? Really? Shocker. A giant, a giant black man used to play football. Like it, it, at what level? Uh, high school, certainly. But like, okay, fine. Wonderful. Uh, and, and Carmelo Hayes, like, like he's a, a, like confident bordering on arrogant, but in a good way. Good. Now we know everything we need to know about these guys. Later they'll fight. Like these interviews, I feel like are as filler as filler can be. Yeah, there were a couple of things that I had in my notes here about. Uh, I really liked Carmelo saying that he's the overdog. That was just like a fun little phrase for me because I feel like there's so much fighting from behind and so much underdog stuff. He was like, no, I'm great. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of cool. Like, just come out and say you're great. Like, yeah. that's wonderful. If you're going it's, to go out there and say you're going to win, it can't be this, because I'm going to give it my all every no, time. No, so no. I really, really liked that. No, yeah. Um, Jones, I felt like, gave the most generic promo I've ever seen. And I tweeted that. I felt like Vince had, like, a gun to his head and was like, say that you love it here. Say it! <laughs> like, it was so, like, it was, like, diet John Cena at John Cena's most boring. Like, it, it couldn't have been a bigger Cub Scout type thing. And, like, it felt like this very inauthentic thing of, like, put over NXT because everybody is mad at us. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about Odyssey Jones. He's already picked up wins on main event. Like, he's he's going to the main roster real soon. They, they, they love him. Um, here's the thing about Ozzy Jones that I feel like 
I feel like Odyssey Jones' arrival on the main roster spells the absolute end of Keith Lee on the main roster being pushed at all. Because Keith Lee's a big dude, but he insists on still doing all of the super athletic stuff that make him stand out as a big man. Odyssey Jones is like, I'm six foot five and 500 pounds. I will do whatever you want. I'll run through people. Like, and, and, uh, and Vince gets to go, you're not going to do one of those uh, flippy things over the top rope, are you? No, sir, I won't. Great, you're hired. Like, because that's the, that's the big man that Vince wants. He wants You're not going to try and a, wrestle, are you? Because yeah. that would be terrible. Yeah. No, run directly through people. And that, and, and I, I think Odyssey Jones is great at doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I listen, I, I, I wish this wasn't the case. But I feel like with Vince, it's like, well, um, Keith Lee's there. And Odyssey Jones is there. And, and but for, like, a different hairstyle, he sees two of the same people. Totally. Like, it's the, the same size, the same skin color because that's that's a character that's a character trait in Vince's mind. Sure. Black black is like a, a character. That's that's part of what your what is your character is because that's how we can market you. Um and I feel like that those two things can't exist at the same time on the same level in Vince's WWE. They cannot coexist. No. <laughs> I no. that's a really good point, Alex. I, I think you're right and that makes me extremely sad because uh Keith Lee's great, and yeah. the reasons that he were out were heartbreaking, and they completely botched any momentum that they had with his return. Everybody wanted to cheer for this guy, but, like, let's have him go lose he, to he, Goldberg over and then to Karrion Cross for some reason. like And and it, then he beat Karrion Cross, and right. we haven't seen him since. So why? Right, yes. There's so, a- yeah. Uh, Nerd Guru is in the Super Chat. He says, just want to say... That an AEW crowd saying Adam Cole Bebe would quite literally light my veins on fire. Cannot wait for that, hopefully. Uh, Sean says he's still 60 40. 60 40 on AEW uh, going to a- Adam Cole. What do you, what do, what do you think? Uh, I think the fact that we haven't heard anything about him staying and that he was not on NXT tonight is an indicator that he's probably gone. I think he's done with NXT. No matter what, I think I think either he takes the money and goes to either Raw or SmackDown, and and they they he de- debuts there the next time we see him under WWE, or he, he jumps ship entirely. Um, but they they plan on offering him another contract, like another offer, like no, how about a million and how about a million and two? Like what what do you want? Uh, yeah, I, I hope he just I hope he tells them all to go screw. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it, it depends on what he wants. If he wants an ass load of money, he's going to get an ass load of money from WWE. If he wants to be creatively satisfied and make a decent amount of money and hang out with his girlfriend all the time, he can go to AEW and, and do that because he's going to be the 24-7 champion on the main roster in like a hurry. So I it just depends on what he wants to do. And quite frankly, I wouldn't blame him for either. Yeah, there you go. Um, the mega trolling though is amazing, regardless yeah. oh, of where he goes. This is wonderful. So yeah, it's it's, it's so good. Um, <laughs> so so we have, we have now we now have a, a TikTok tag team because because uh, all that it, all that it takes for you to be a TikTok tag team is is for you to post a video to TikTok uh, and then you're a TikTok tag team. So uh, Casey Catanzaro and and Caden Carter are, are are they're not they're not just 
They don't just have the same initials. Casey Casey, uh, now they're a TikTok tag team. So there's a lot of a little a lot of alliterations. Katie 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 Kata 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 TikTok tag team. So great, wonderful. Um <laughs> and they like they're the TikTok tag team and they're in action next. I'm like, ah, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I want- isn't does anything scream like we are hip? Look how hip we are. We're with it. We know what the teens like. TikTok oh, tag team. I was just just laughing about everything that Punk said about pro wrestling versus sports entertainment when I saw that. That's all that was. And that was just running through my head at that point because to have an announcer say, yeah. we'll see if the fun that they had on TikTok translates to this match tonight. I was going to throw my remote control through my television in super sour fashion because oh, dear Lord, like, and of all the tag teams to, to saddle with a TikTok tag team gimmick, the one that has just been kind of personalityless and floating around anyway, to here's your here's now your thing. Like it's almost like Reginald with the flip do bullshit now. Like he's gonna be the parkour guy, right? So it it, it just I was it made me want to vomit after having watched Takeover. <laughs> Like watching Dakota and Raquel, yep. like Dakota's so smart. Like Raquel's hanging over the ropes face first. And what does she do? She kicks her in the face because mm-hmm. this is what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to go do things that make sense, not be a TikTok tag team. Yeah. As fun as alliteration is, yeah. this made me want to vomit. Um, before we see them, them in TikTok action, um, we see uh, Mackenzie Mitchell uh, talking with Indy and Dexter. Um, and apparently, uh, they're, they're in love. They're getting married. We saw them getting proposed to in the, in the, in the, Dexter getting proposed to the wedding date has been announced for September 14th, which is the first live episode back. Um, so no spoilers for that one. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if, 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 I wonder if we can't seem to find nobody knows where Johnny Gargano is, but, um, but, but. The, the 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 minister is short and has a lot of weird like obvious prosthetics on and a big fake mustache. I wonder if that's Johnny Gargano. That'll be a lot of fun. Here's I mean, the- it will be fun. Ninety-seven percent of wrestling weddings are stupid and terrible, and I love every single one. <laughs> <laughs> the Chelsea Green one on Impact was like actually the most legitimate one, sure. but. Um, they're always cheesy. They're always predictable and stupid. And I love them. Bring yep. it on. And this has just been, I feel like Indy didn't have a ton as far as like who she was as a character and Dexter Loomis, I felt like was, was really drowning. And so you want to throw the silly stuff in there? Sure. Now, am I worried that NXT will eventually get overwrought by all of the silliness if this segment succeeds? Of course I am. But in a vacuum, I will take this wrestling wedding, and I will attend, and so will you, and you'll be in your tuxedo shirt on I will. 14th. I will. Yeah. Um, the the other thing about this is that uh, it's good. The the silly comedy between all of the, the way, and now Dexter Loomis has always been good. It's been funny. It's the, the the timing has been great. I'm I'm totally into all, all of it. So like, if you're gonna do goofy, I'm fine with it being goofy as long as it's good goofy. Yeah. Bad Goofy is bad. Good Goofy is great. 
Let's let's do more good goofy. Crimes, um, like perfect example. And I yeah. also love the dimension that we've gotten to see with Gargano on this because he's usually like, but serious has heart attack, this rebel heart, and now he's like, hey, can you cancel this wedding? Because this is stupid. Like, I, I really, really, really liked this from Gargano. Yeah. Um. So now we get our tic tac, tic tic tac, tic tac toe, tic tock tag team in action. Um, <laughs> oh, this is so bad. Yeah. Uh, they, they called them that, so now I am legally responsible. I must call them that myself, or then I'm gonna get I'm gonna get hate mail from NXT. So TikTok tag team of Casey Cottonzaro and Caden Carter versus Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane uh, come down to what is I I feel like now we we've learned a lot about. Uh, Marilyn Manson in the intervening years, so screw that guy. But I feel like he's got a legal case because that is directly a ripoff of his cover of Sweet Dreams. Like oh, yeah. that is that is note for note. That is ju- they just they just picked up that song and pushed play. Like I don't know how that's a li- how that's legal. Um, I I like Dolan and Jane. They're they're a cool like uh, duo. Like they they have a, an interesting look. Like they immediately stand out. Um, I did not understand the ending of this. Like, if you watch the the ending, like, um, uh, I there's there's a big pump kick from uh, from JC Jane into Caden Carter, and Casey breaks it up, and Dolan just goes and hangs out on the apron, and then after all they did was break up the pin. That's all they did, and then Caden Carter, who just got a bro kick in the mush, brings. JC JC Jane over to the end, to the to the to the corner and they do their 450 splash combo netbreaker thing off of no offense like the last piece of offense that happened was JC Jane doing doing a brogue kick basically and then nothing happens to her and she just has to sit there and wait to get hit by the finisher and Gigi Dolan never gets in the ring to try and stop it like it, it felt like somebody said we're running long go to the finish right now and and they just did because it was really really poorly executed. Well, when you are a TikTok tag team, you don't always have the time. No, you don't have time. Complete a match, which is yep. why Gigi Dolan didn't break it up. So they had to make sure they fit in a three minute window or whatever the hell it was. Appreciate it. Yep. So that's that is you just aren't hip yet to TikTok tag team wrestling, but you'll get there. Don't worry. I'm old. I I don't I don't do the TikToks. I'm not, I'm not. I'm, Tag team. Remember Tout? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who could forget Tout? Um, uh, here's the thing. Because, because Punk brought up the ice cream bars, like, and, like no, not just brought them up, but like went ahead and did it. Like, like went out and bought a whole bunch of ice cream bars with his I- own money for people. Um, I hope that when Daniel Bryan cuts his first promo, as Brian Danielson in AEW, he brings up Tout. And I hope that he's completely bought it, he's bought the app and reignited it, and now it's a thing that AEW fans can just talk to each other. Because, because he, used to, he used to mercilessly bag on Tout when he was the co-host of Talking Smack, and it was the funniest thing in the world. Oh, I, I would love if he revived Tout, and then there was a Tout tag team division that ruled and they didn't ruled. even like do anything they didn't even say anything about it being a tout tag team no. that's just what it was yeah. and it yeah. was organic and great 
Yeah. I'm all for that. And they could call them tout bouts. Tout bouts. You're brilliant. Yeah. It's good. Yep. Dream team, you and I. Um, so they interview Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, by the way, uh, the TikTok tag team wants it with a TikTok uh, uh, tag team title shot uh, against Zoe and and EO, which would be Zoe and EO's first. And I think they won the belts in 2018. It's been a long time since Zoe and EO won those belts, and they still haven't had a tag a team uh, uh, title defense. Um, so relieved that the fun that they had on TikTok translated here. That's what was on my mind the entire time was, is the fun that they had yeah. going to translate into this title picture? So yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, so uh, they interview Raquel Gonzalez and she talks about Dakota Kai. Uh, this, if she, if I know Dakota, this isn't over. Well, I mean, she's losing all of her matches on main event. So maybe they're going to just keep her in, in NXT, which fine, I guess. Kaylee Ray's there, and I've been waiting for her to come here, and now she's here. And Frankie Monet interrupts, and she says, I'm going to be the one to, to take your title. And uh, then she walks away, and Gonzalez glares after her. There are no shortage of, of uh, potential challengers uh, for Raquel Gonzalez, and I'm, I'm here for any of them. Yeah, I saw this segment and was like, they taped three weeks ahead. Because everybody's just kind of throwing their hat in the ring, and we're gonna get no clarity about it nope, until none. maybe the third taping or when they go live. Yep, uh, Kaylee Ray has her first uh, episode, uh, first uh, match under the stateside umbrella, um, and she wrestles uh, a cockatoo. I'm not like I know she's from Brazil, and they're doing the whole carnival thing, but like. Did you ever see the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, The Quest? <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's an underground fighting tournament, and everyone is from a specific country, and so they're all, like, horrible, obvious stereotypes of that country. The Japanese guy is a sumo wrestler. The, 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 the guy from Africa, not a country in Africa, the continent of Africa. All of like, Africa. He wrestles like a spider monkey. Like, it's not... Not great. Um, the, the the Spanish guy, the Spaniard, is a flamenco dancer, and 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 the Scottish guy wears a kilt. And they're all just like, this is, uh, you are from a country, and that is your entire persona. That's what it felt like they did with Brazilian Veronica Ferraz. Like, I am from Brazil. Brazil has carnival. Look at my headgear, and also look at my shoulder pads. I will take off the headgear to wrestle, but I'm gonna leave the shoulder feathers. And I thought that's a bad thing. Those are definitely getting ripped out during the match, and they did. I mean, that's a lot of plumage to, to waste in a, in a three-minute match. I didn't realize how much the entire main roster was based on that movie until you just <laughs> <laughs> They are a sort away from being yep. basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll give her this. It caught my attention. Does yeah. not seem like practical ring gear when you are... Uh, no. Have is you had birds, you had birds on shoulders. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, agreed. Um, anyway, Kaylee Ray wins, <laughs> obviously. She hits her gory bomb, uh, to, to win, and then she stands tall, and good for her. We see there was a little video package that showed like her dominance as, as women's champion of uh, NXT UK. She lost that title to Mako Satomura in uh, June, I believe, so she's here full time now. Um, this is this is this. This is the kind of a pipeline that they created. Like you get to be champion, 
in NXT UK, then you come to NXT and eventually we'll see her in the main roster because they did the same thing with uh, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. And uh, I, Tony Storm is on the main roster faster than I thought she would she was going to be, but she is. I mean, theoretically, theoretically, she had a match on the main roster a month ago. We haven't seen her since. Nobody's spoken her name since. Theoretically, she's on the main roster. She may have been sucked into a black hole for all I know. Who knows? Um, uh, I have yeah. a concern with this, knowing the direction that NXT seems to be headed. She's great. Kaylee's great. Um, as in Raquel's fantastic. And Nia sucks. Yeah. And she's super protected up there. Yeah. I'm very, very concerned what's going to happen if they get called up to the main roster as these, like, everything that they wanted Nia to be, and she just is not. Um, but she's the Rock's cousin, so she's hella protected. So I, I'm very concerned about what that means about where they're going to fit in up there. And since the handoff is usually terrible, uh, I think my concerns are justified. Yes. Uh, well, you certainly have a track record to go to, to base it off of. Um, I think Kaylee Ray is... is statement by me. <laughs> yeah. Kaylee Ray is... is uh, I mean, I don't know what to, how to, to properly describe her in a way that, like, the context makes sense. But, like, because Shayna Baszler is more of a, um, uh, I would guess, like a technical uh, brawler. And Kaylee Ray just batters you into submission. So, like, she's she's like, she's Timothy Thatcher in, in, in female form. Um, and I don't know how that, I don't know how Vince looks at that. Like, I don't know what Vince thinks that is. Like it's not the same. It's not. I don't know if we could do anything with that. Um, I think. I think uh, her ceiling in in NXT. Uh, sorry, in the main roster might be like um, a henchwoman of somebody. Like she's like somebody that like that a that a uh, a like a, a smaller, um, uh, less intimidating, like like uh, the goddess version of Alexa Bliss would hire Kaylee Ray to beat up people for her. Like, I feel like that's what they would use her for. She'd eat a lot of pinfalls and then, yeah. you know. And like an enforcer type. That makes sense. Yeah, but like, I don't think I don't think she has a, a high high enough uh, ceiling in their mind because she's great. Um, oh, so, uh, yeah, Mandy Rose walks up <laughs> to Gigi Dolan and JC Jane backstage and she, uh, she, she says... She says, uh, um, fo follow me, uh, follow me and never look back. If you want to, you, you want to feel like that again. Um, no, and then Dolan and Jane are like, I don't know. Should we? Yeah, I guess we should. And they follow Mandy Rose. And I was like, I thought you were already following her. Like that was the whole, like you had, you cut promos with like roses. And like a few weeks ago, you were talking to her backstage. I thought you were already following her, but I did appreciate that, uh, because Walter wasn't on the show this week that Mandy Rose took the monitor. And so she, she gets to walk up them to them and say, come with me if you want to live. Um, uh, so that was, that was nice. That was good. Um, I, appreci I appreciate that. Uh, Cause I, I want to be able to do that. Um, I really, I was hoping they would have either him or Ilya Dragunov on the show. So I could, so I could do my impression of, of Walter's inner monologue at the end of the show, uh, at the end of that match that he had with Ilya Dragunov, which is like, I'll, um, Stop hitting me! What are you doing? Get off of my back! Oh, it's it's very hard to breathe. 
Stop! You're squeezing my neck so hard! Okay! Okay! I tap out! I am tapping out! Oh, I don't want to be champion anymore! Please! Please stop! Please! You're a very small man, but stop! Stop crushing my windpipe, please! Anyway. I love the length of that submission bolt. It was yeah, no, it that was much. It was actually much faster. But it, but 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 his his brain works much slower than the rest of his body. I think that makes so, sense. Yeah, um, Samoa Joe comes out. Um, he he's he's great. Samoa Joe is absolutely he's fucking awesome. He's everything that they need. This this um, position on the card being taken up by a guy like Samoa Joe who has gravitas and he comes out and he speaks when he speaks you listen like he's it's great like and you you get the feeling like I don't care who or how many of you come out of that locker room let's fight and I'm like yes I like uh, immediately I was a list of 10 guys I want to see fight Samoa Joe for that title that's great and 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 he's you can have him come out and cut this same promo. It'll feel different every week. And there'll be somebody else for him to fight every week if you want. Um, the guy they had before, now now, now he's doing a, a BDSM gimmick on the main roster, but yeah. but but um but he was he was not he didn't feel like that. Like he was like, Hey, uh, I'm here and if I if I talk sometime, maybe I will or maybe I won't. Here's my hourglass. My wife is a sorceress. Like there was there was nothing Special. I uh, didn't feel special about this. Samoa Joe feels special, man. Karrion Cross felt like Power Ranger porn. I said, like, yeah. what? What? Uh, Samoa Joe is just like one of the best to ever do it. And I love a character that, um, like, I don't care if it's a face that comes out of the locker room or a heel that comes out of the locker room. Like, some of the most effective characters. This is why I'm an Eddie Kingston mark I'm, on Wednesday nights. Like. Just, I just want to see you kick someone's ass and I want you to tell me that you want to kick their ass. And they just have this magical way, Owens is great at this, Sami Zayn is great at this, of making it feel fresh every single time, but essentially delivering the same message. And this this version of Samoa Joe should absolutely be doing this to everybody on this roster. He should chew through them however you want to book it, like whatever, but like, I don't need like a super, you're a bad guy and you're a good guy about this. Everybody who's back there should be lining up to get their ass kicked by this version of Samoa Joe. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And he just makes everything feel so important, so fast. Like, that's one of the most magical things that you can do in wrestling. And you wouldn't even know that he completely regrets resigning at NXT. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so so you say, does anybody want, when anyone wants a piece, uh, come out? And uh, Peter Dune is the first. Uh, Pete Dunn, he comes out. Uh, and he's like, uh, Samoa Joe, you know who I am. I don't care who you are, but let's fight. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, and then uh, LA Knight comes out and he's, he's like, uh, uh, it's, it's LA Knight's game. Is it? Is it, Larry? Because you just lost a match on Sunday. I don't feel like you, you lost your million-dollar title, dude. And you lost it so hard that the guy you lost it to gave it back to Ted DiBiase. Like, that title doesn't exist anymore. That's how hard you lost it. And you think you get a title shot versus Samoa Joe? I don't know. Um, and then Kyle O'Reilly comes out. And what I did I did love was he's like, um, uh, Samoa Joe, I, I, I love you, Peter Dune. Hello. 
Um, also, Lanite. We've never been introduced. Um, and then, and uh, like, this, listen, Cool Kyle is a uh, is an acquired taste, but sure. I have acquired it. I I love Cool Kyle. I love the ridiculous thing that he is. Uh, I I like he's like, oh, you couldn't win anything. Uh, maybe even a maybe a, a Steve Austin vest knockoff competition. And then Samoa Joe, I believe, is an improv line goes sick burn. And he goes, thank you, Joe. It was a sick burn, wasn't it? Um, and I thought that was a really cool interplay. And I'm I'm totally into, like, just... And I love Kyle O'Reilly still selling the beating he took from Adam Cole. That was great. Um, and then Ridge Holland just shows up and attacks Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly out of nowhere. Um, and then there's a huge brawl because Tommaso Ciampa comes down to get him a piece of, of Ridge Holland. Um, and uh, L.A. Knight and Joe get into it. Um, and, and it winds up with, uh, Knight on the floor and then, uh, Dunn and Holland on the ramp with Joe looking at them and Tommaso Ciampa in, uh, in the ring, looking over at Goldie, looking over at the title he never lost. And man, that's the one I want. I want Tommaso Ciampa versus Samoa Joe. That, that, that crossover didn't happen in the right way. And like, there's, there's a really cool cross section of NXT that like is there's a huge there's a Samoa Joe era and the Tommaso Ciampa era and they didn't cross over and now they have the opportunity to cross over I don't I mean just give me one match between the two of them uh, sure. for that for that title man I need that I I agree with you that doesn't even have to be a super long program it, you could just light fire under it and I would watch it right now um I am with you in that I don't at all understand what LA Knight was doing here. Like, <laughs> it made absolutely no sense. And then it had no implications either. So I just didn't get like why, and I actually really like LA Knight, but to your point, like he lost the title so hard it disappeared from earth. Like it's not here anymore. So I, I just didn't understand what the point of having him out here was. And the other thing was, well, we got that like very satisfactory moment of, of Ciampa and Samoa Joe, and I hope that's where it was going from here. I was also like, what a, um, like another segment, just like the women's segment, just kind of like the Cameron Grimes segment where I'm like, but nothing has been resolved here. There's no clarity. There's no. ambiguity all over the place. And I get it because we're taped three weeks, so right. they're gonna slow burn all of this. But I was like, how many times do we have to revisit a segment to get the payoff for the segment that we're in. Like it's only a two hour show that happened a lot tonight. And I didn't love that about it, but I really like the segment. I just don't have any idea why LA Knight was a part of it. No, me neither. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I think that, you know, like they, they wanted to resolve the Cameron Grimes, DiBiase storyline on a happy note. So they did that. And in order to do that, LA Knight had to lose that belt. Um, and they can they say they protected him because they had basically Ted DiBiase cheat on behalf of uh, Cameron Grimes to cost LA Knight the title. So they now he's protected. So he didn't really lose. Ted DiBiase stole the match from him, and that's kind of it's, he lost. He lost. He lost it so hard to use a phrase from Loki. He lost it so hard they had to prune the belt from the timeline. Like it's it's gone forever. So so that's that's it. It's gone. So, um, but I, but you're looking at all these people who were involved and I'm like, yes, uh, you get one after another, 
Let's get let's get Samoa Joe as many title matches as possible. Don't wait for the next takeover. Just one a month. Let's one a month. Get them out. If you want to put a funny name on all the shows, like September to Dismember or something, like <laughs> let do that, and then do Halloween Havoc again. Just keep doing it. Just, like Gobbledygooker Day. Like do whatever you're gonna do in November. All of them. Like get them get them out of the way. I know they're gonna do War Games eventually. Speaking Boxing of which, all, we'll get that in December after Christmas. It'll be great. Yeah. Speaking of which. The Nerd Guru says, this is strange with this four-man group now. I guess a replacement of the UE. Then I remembered, War Games might be on the horizon, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I they, they did a cut a promo backstage where they were like, uh, Danny Birch has been out for five months, and he he, he talks, and Oni Lorkin is there. He's like, we never lost the tag team titles, so we're the, we're the, we're the uh, like actual tag team champions, so we're going to come for MSK. Ridge Holland cuts a promo on Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Pete Dunn says, I'm coming for you, Samoa Joe. They get to all stand there in a line, uh, looking like they're about to drop the most fire album of 2021. And uh, they're, 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 uh, they're, they get to be you know, like, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm cool with these guys. I like, I like, I like their vibe. I like, you need, you need a four man heel group. I feel like we've, we've established that is kind of necessary to run, uh, to run NXT the right way. So I'm fine with these guys taking the mold. I'm with you on that. That that makes total sense to me. It's a little bit weird of one, but I, I like it when things happen that way instead of like, hey, you guys all have the same nationality or whatever the hell. Like, I'd much rather it be something that kind of, I love like misfits that end up fitting together type stables. I think that's really fun. So I looked um, at, th- I looked at these, these four guys and I was like, British boy bands have gotten really intimidating lately. And I forgot... <laughs> Oni Lorcan isn't British. He's just honorarily British. Like he's he's from Boston or whatever, but he's basically British in my eyes. Like he he might as well be. Um, Evan Wright said that Thatcher got a flat a flaccid truncheon to the throat. Uh, it's true. Yeah, you don't you don't want you don't you don't want the yeah. If 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 um if you if you if your if your truncheon is flaccid, then probably try try blue chew. I guess is what I would say. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, I think, hold on a second here. I believe I, I may have lost a few of these super chats here in, in, in the way, but, um, Marco Dominguez says, love the sweet and sour graps. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. Um, uh, Rafael Garcia, um, uh, that, that thought Valentina's character was based on a character from the movie Drumline. That is a good line. Rafael, I like that one. Um, uh, my mate Steven at Oakland Rovers brought back the CM Punk ice creams. Punk acknowledged it on Twitter pre- previously. Thanks for the shout out. Yes, absolutely. No, it's kind of awesome that the, the ice cream thing was such a cool touch. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, the gear is Brazilian culture inspired. Um, the, the feathers are melted to the, on the gear so she can't take them off. Well, they're not melted that hard because a no. bunch of them were littering the ring by the end of the match. Remember- so they should probably be melded more. Remember those bad KFC commercials that they were doing with like Dolph Ziggler as Colonel? Yes. That's that's what this felt like. Yes. Uh, Lou Albano and Coco Beware had birds on his shoulder. I don't like, believe he I don't believe he wrestled with with the parrot on his shoulder though. No, guys, I have such an emotional attachment to Frankie the Macaw and Coco Beware because I did a deep dive and I found out he died in a house fire. 
and I got very emotional about it. Yeah, and then no, I found no. out there's this virtual guest book where you can sign a thing for Coco. It was it was a lot of feeling. Yeah. Uh, Joe uh, Toscano uh, says a Loki references deserves money. Go team Calix. Calix. Go Calix. Or Calix. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm going to save this one <laughs> for later. I think I may have uh, lost a Valab, um, your, your super chat. So send it with me with some, uh, with some asterisks on it and I will uh, answer it for you. Um, okay, so here we go. Finals of the breakout tournament. Um, this was, uh, this was, this is really good. Uh, Odyssey sells a lot better than, uh, Omos. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so, um, yeah, there's, there's some big guys on the, on the main roster that are not, <laughs> that are not as good as sellers as Odyssey Jones, which is nice. Uh, and I love all the different varying ways Carmelo, uh, found to, to attack him and get him down on one knee, all that kind of stuff. Um, I really appreciate um, how he works against bigger dudes, which could help him in the future NXT. Um, I don't, I mean, he's not a small guy. Like uh, as, as far as like cruiserweights go, he's a bigger cruiserweight, but I don't think that's big enough for the people that are, that are running the things now. Yeah. I mean, so I will say with this match too, I thought the match was great. I thought the right guy won. I wasn't surprised because I do think Odyssey Jones is going to move up to the main roster sooner rather than later. But, uh, I, sorry, sorry to break the news. I think they both probably have contracts, but um, I really like Carmelo. I think he, uh, he is somebody that based on what I've seen so far, I feel like can thrive in a couple of different places right now in WWE, which is, is really saying something because it's such an ever-changing landscape and it feels like uh, Vince is the horse in the hospital. I've said it before. Like this, yeah. he's, he's so volatile with what these products are and I feel like I could see him succeeding in multiple environments. So I, I'm really hopeful for him with the type of star that he could be. And to your point, he worked really well with a really, 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 really big dude here. Um, which is it's not always the easiest thing to do. So it, it feels good that he can pick on someone his own size appropriately. We've seen really great work with him in that scenario as well. But he, I think, found really creative ways to to work with Odyssey here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, Odyssey's he did a couple of really cool big man spots. I'm always a fan of. Oh, you you want to do a springboard? Off off the ropes at me! I'm just gonna go and knock you out of the air. I've, I always love those, um, and I really enjoyed the psychology of the finish, of um, of Odyssey being able to get out of the way of the second axe kick off the top rope, then hitting a, a, a splash, a very a very quick splash, and lazily making the cover, which allowed Carmelo to be able to hook the arm and roll him over into into the into the, uh, into the crucifix pin. Um, and, and Odyssey was just like, he couldn't believe that he had lost in that flash way. I love a really good, technically sound, psychologically sound roll up ending to a match. I hate distraction roll ups. I hate schoolboys. Main event yeah. ended with a damn schoolboy. I, I hate that, but I love it when it's done right, when it makes sense. Um, and I, the other thing I loved, and it felt real was Carmelo immediately looking for Odyssey Jones to give him a handshake um, 
and it felt like it was like no i gotta how to shake this dude's hand because that was that was amazing and odyssey kind of like seeing it over the, over his shoulder not waiting around for it because it's part of what we were told to do but like seeing that carmelo wanted to shake his hand and that was a cool moment i'd love to see these dudes i mean if odyssey doesn't get called up which i think he does think he will i'd love to see them form a tag team because th- that'd be really cool to see like a lightning and thunder with these two guys that'd be a lot of fun yeah, and I saw some stuff about that uh, floating around on Twitter. I think even our Denise Salcedo, who's asked, I'm going to kick in our mixed tag match, but had said it would be cool to see that as a story of it, taking his title shot and using it for the tag team division. I I understand that idea. I don't know why, if you're Carmelo, you choose anybody but Samoa Joe, because there's no right. existing context for there's anything. Nothing, yeah, no, yeah. He's like an arrogant or cocky-ish guy. I don't, he doesn't feel arrogant, but he seems very confident. Right. Um, and why wouldn't you go after the big Like, that, that makes the most sense uh, to me. So. I think there's a story to be told. If the current tag team champions were heels... And like we're we're rousting um, Carmelo Hayes, and like beating him down two on one or whatever. Didn't like him because because of whatever. One of them lost to him in a singles match or something, and so they decided to, to make his life a living hell. And they said, you know what? I'm gonna use this to cash in on you guys, and I have a partner. Like you could do that, but with MSK as the as the tag champs, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, really fit. And to your point before about the handshake moment. I really love that too because this was a tournament, like, and this was the finals of that tournament, and uh, there wasn't like a ton of venom between the two, as you pointed out with these incredibly insightful interviews. That the bulk of it was like, "I'm gonna win," and the other guy was like, "I'm gonna win." So I think, like, the story here was was like a handshake thing. Like yeah. there there wasn't venom here, so that moment did feel feel pretty organic, which is refreshing to see in pro wrestling on WWE television. Yes. Um- Billy Carvat uh, says that he's such a McAfee mark. Weirdly, it was the Cole and McAfee feud that got me back into wrestling. That was a really fun feud. Uh, that those four, uh, Ridge and Pete and Oni and Danny, uh, will forever be in my boy band stable. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Zach Barber uh, asks if I'm going to take you to the Raw review. Maybe some other t- not tonight. Some other <laughs> night. We'll, we'll figure out a time to do it, but not not tonight. It's just there's too much stuff. Um, and, uh, and then Valab said that if WWE isn't going to let Adam Cole stream, that he's not staying. Uh, and I feel like if they want him bad enough, they'll give him an exception to the rule. But we'll see. If he's, if he's, if he's, if he's holding tight to that, my, I, I, I feel like that's something that he's not willing to budge on, which I respect a lot, then good for him. Yeah, and it's it's a matter of, to me, too, like, do they want him that bad or do they just not want him to go to AEW that bad? Because they know what he can be and they know what the environment looks like over there. So I'm pointing at that because that's a correct thing that you just said. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so uh, the Nerd Guru says that, that he would love to hear your thoughts on the Booker T comments about CM Punk. Oh, man, it's 11.20 already. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that much time, the nerd no. guru. I mean, they're a load of crap. I mean, like, it's just so stupid. First of all, uh, the idea that anybody, that he brought up ice cream bars, like, 
nobody in the history of mankind has been like, I'm so mad you gave me free ice cream. Like famously, nobody is mad about, you could be lactose intolerant and be like, but it's cool that everybody else gets to have free ice cream around me. Like everybody loves ice cream. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And uh, this just feels very bootlickery to me, right? I mean, there's like 10 million views on both of those CM Punk videos combined. Clearly people didn't mind it. And my favorite part about the whole CM Punk return was to me, this didn't feel like I've got a chip on my shoulder that much at all. Truly. He said the thing about, um, about not being able to get well in the place that made him sick, which didn't feel like a dig. It just felt like he was like, Hey, the last time you saw me in a wrestling ring, I was broken. And, every level and if i returned to pro wrestling to the one alternative that we had i was going to do that again it was going to be very bad so he didn't come back to that and then he just used literally their own language the rest of the time so if they have a problem with that they should call themselves wrestling again but you're literally not allowed to say it so um i thought it was more of anything an homage to ring of honor i felt like it was way more of a statement of why he's back in AEW. Uh, and why that makes sense as a home for him, then I felt like he was taking shots at WWE. I feel like he took more shots at WWE when he worked there. So yeah. I, I felt very differently about the promo from an, an authentic emotional appeal standpoint. I did not feel like this was like taking shots. And also, everybody fucking loves ice cream. Nobody's <laughs> mad about that. He didn't say, I'm giving you these ice cream bars because WWE wouldn't let me do it. He said hey, I've been working on this for two years with a local ice cream shop in Chicago and I wrote the check, bitches. Like, that's what that was. And he had even said in the, the media scrum too that like, uh, when I think it was John Lester left Chicago that he was he opened a bar tab and bought everybody drinks and he just thought that was cool, that it was his Andy Kaufman moment of the milk and cookies. So um, I think it's a load of crap, but I think he also works for this place and got asked about it. But he's had... Uh, hell of a few takes in a row that have just been ridiculous <laughs> not good uh yeah you said it all i don't have to say anymore <laughs> that's 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 all we need, need to know uh jj lee uh, says that aew should run an nxt breakout tournament to solve their black wrestlers troubles lol uh <laughs> i mean yes i i would say that they they have not I would, yeah. Perhaps, uh, yeah, I agreed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, um, so, uh, quick, quickly, 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 because this was the also the match was quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, uh, uh Lee, I think, is in line to get called up to the main roster because she's been doing dark matches, but without Zia Lee, I don't think Tian Sha works because, like, the whole thing was like they were they were trying to like make. Zia Lee into something and Boa was like there too and we haven't actually seen the 500 year old dragon lady in the ring yet she's just vaping in people's faces like it doesn't it doesn't really uh happen with with Boa as evidenced by this he's facing somebody named Zion Quinn which which does feel like like a like I don't know like a knockoff sci-fi novel like it's oh, yeah. like like the adventures of Zion Quinn in the Andromeda Galaxy um, but I, 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 yeah. Hear like Mortal Kombat narration. 
Yeah. Yeah, this didn't yeah. work. Like this is a uh, this is weird, and where it was for them, the show was very weird. Um, it it didn't it didn't fit at all. But I had the same reaction to that name too. I was just like, flight. Like I could hear it in my head after. But this doesn't work, and it just uh, it feels like this segment of anything made me be like, they don't know what they're doing. Cause this felt like they didn't know what they were doing. Everything else seemed like, all right, we're going to get clarity after the tapings on, on some of these title pictures and whatever this, I felt like you don't, you don't know what the plan for anybody involved is in this at all. No. Um, yeah, no, it's not. No. Um, uh, Boa, Boa looks at, at, at the 500 year old dragon lady who's wearing bugles on the end of her fingers um, like they're black, but they're definitely bugles. Yeah. I that's how I eat my bugles too. So she and I are hashtag kindred spirits. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> there's nothing I like better than eating corn chips off the end of my fingers. It is <laughs> it is magic. Um, but uh, but she does this to him, and Boa's like, absolutely, I read you loud and clear, boss. Let me turn around and get hit by one move and lose. All right, this is a thing you did. This is a thing that happened. I don't know what we're what we're doing with this. All right, fine. Um, he's, I I did appreciate Zion Quinn getting out of the ring, about to walk up the ramp, but five hundred year old dragon lady is standing there, and he just nopes over the barricade and runs the other way. I thought that was a good touch. I did I did appreciate that. Uh, the adventures of Zion Quinn and his escape from the five hundred year old dragon lady. Um, it is a goosebumps choose your own adventure if I've ever heard one. Yes, yeah. um, uh, Johnny Gargano is in Regal's office. He says that he's always convinced him. He always, he always uh, thought, you know what? I think of you as part of the family. Uh, you're going to have to call off this wedding. And Regal's like, no, it'll be wonderful television. Jonathan, you must understand. We need ratings. <laughs> They're going to fire. They're going to can my ass. We, we need ratings, Jonathan. Oh, um, and uh, then L.A. Knight like yells about how, hey, I tried to attack Samoa Joe from behind, but then he kicked my ass. You can't let him do that. Um, and then, then they all shout at each other. Regal says, "Get the hell out of the uh, out of out of my office." And then he calls them buffoons. But I really hope, I really wish he had. I really thought the, I had to go back and check. I thought he'd called them baboons. Because it's a wonderful, because we say baboon, but the British say baboon. And I was like, please let me, t please tell me he called the baboons. No, Man. it was buffoons with an F. Um, and they made a match next week for Johnny Gargano versus LA Knight versus Larry Knight. Okay, whatever. Uh, Diamond Mine is trying to find new recruits um, because the guy they had was fired for no reason. Like, um, fired? Just, like... Just, Fired, like by the people they work for. Um, he's working with Julius and Brutus Creed, um, who used to be the Casper brothers, uh, but now they're Julius and Brutus Creed. Um, okay, filling it with names, man. God, this is so good. Um, and Bivens says that he will issue another open challenge next week because apparently Kushida is still out of the um, picture. I guess. Um. Poor Diamond Mine. Like, you, you could tell they had a lot invested in it, and then they just decided, well, nope, we're not doing any of that anymore. And it's like, Malcolm Bivens cannot find an act 
to manage that they will allow to get over. Like, it's just unfortunate. And he's great! Malcolm Bibbitt is great! He's so good. This this was weird because I just thought they were going to go away with Diamond Mind or something. It's weird because you were like, hey, that guy was shoot-fired. Like, that is all I could think about during this segment. Um, I, I don't know... This is the second time they've done like a, a pretty intense creative rollout for something like the recharging thing and then getting called up to the main roster was like, there were so many vignettes um, for Dakota and, uh, or not Dakota, I'm sorry. Who are the, the, the charging up vignettes? The oh, Tegan. Tegan, sorry. Thank you. Goodness. Um, and then she just got called up right after they like brought her back. And then Diamond Mine had like this huge tease and then that, got completely stuck in the water um, and now somebody got fired from it for no reason. So it just feels very odd and it feels like they they can't, they're handcuffed. Like they just can't do anything with them right now because yeah. A, the picture isn't complete and B, it's it was like there, there's nobody for them to feud off of because so many people have been released and there's just like, there's there's no stories there right now. So I hope they get it straightened out. I hope Malcolm Bivens gets to like do what he does and have a payoff because he's so great. Like I, I love him, um, but he just hasn't found an, an act that stays hired or that he gets to actually move the needle with um, because they just keep moving him around and breaking up, breaking up stories. So I hope. I hope. Yeah, me too. Um, um, Main event was a six six man tag. Now, when they had the awesome parking lot brawl, whenever the hell that was, a couple weeks ago, um, I was like, okay, I need me a six man tornado tag parking lot brawl. Instead, we got a six man tag where everybody tags in and out. It is the worst version of the thing I wanted. I wanted them to fight all at once in a parking lot, and instead, I'll tag you in, I'll tag you in. I don't like it. Like, let's just have tornado tags. Oh, these six guys should only ever fight in tornado tags. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I think Ashanti the Adonis is really fun to watch. I love the character of, of him. I've said it before that he's the guy in the group who you can't, he's going to fly off the handle and maybe get somebody killed. And I really, I really like that. Um, uh, and this is all, well and and good um it's a bog standard it's lunchtime at tim hortons and we're serving up a special deal just for you our new 5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips because what's lunch without a little crunch and the sandwich choice is all yours like a ham and swiss chipotle chicken wrap blt and more made to order just the way you like it Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Six-man tag match where everyone tags in and out. The action is fine, but there are no titles on the line. And and then the ending happens. So uh, if you have anything to say about the, the beginning or middle of this match, I'll let you go, but... I'll just comment on what you said about, like, if you're going to have something in a parking lot, you shouldn't have standard rules. It kind of defeats the point of having it in a parking lot. But we have seen over the past year that the NXT parking lot and also the, the Daily Place parking lot are two of the most dangerous places you could 
possibly be. Um, But it it takes all the mystique out of the setting if you're not going to do it as a tornado tag, because kind of who cares otherwise. Uh, This was fine. It's... uh, This was tough because the match was really great, I felt like, but uh, when you have no stakes, that just feels to me like... The, the waving flag for NXT because everything on NXT, the best part about it was how important everything felt. Every single title match felt important. All of the non-title stuff felt important because it seemed like it had a very clear direction and somebody was going to move into a title at some point after those matches. Um, so when you you don't have stakes, this also reeks of we have taped television. Like when, uh, when AEW Dynamite, they weren't taped, but when they were doing those Friday shows, right nothing happened like so it, it reeks of that as well but it it also just kind of broke my heart because i was like they never do matches that don't matter everything in nxt mattered um and this didn't really matter though it was a fun match had some really great spots and and i'm with you and both of these teams were awesome and legato's gear looked really great um so that was very fun yeah the ending happens when uh b fab shoves uh um santos into the ring post on the outside and appears behind B-Fab is Electra Lopez. And she's, we, we have, I think we saw her like lose a match at some point to somebody. And that was it. Like she, we haven't seen her in a long time. Um, and uh, she's standing there and B-Fab is just, she's great. I just love her so much. She's like, excuse me, who are you? I love, I love this. This thing is just, I love that she does this. Every, like, excuse me, who are you? Why are you standing there? The thing with the hands, it kills me. Um, and and she pulls from behind her back, Electra Lopez does, a lead pipe and hits uh, B-Fab in the midsection with it, um, which distracts um, uh, Swerve enough uh, to, to get schoolboy rolled up. After all of that, a great match. We've established now that that uh, the Gato de Fantasma has recruited an answer to be Fab. So now it's three guys and a girl on each side. Everything's even. Really great. And yet, the end of the match after all that great in-ring action and a story development is a schoolboy roll-up. Like, that is just the most... What a letdown. And it's it's a choice. It's a choice. It's not, hey, um, the story of the match dictates that we're going to have it be real close and one guy's winnings by a crucifix, you know, a crucifix pin. No, 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 no. Like, uh, well, what are we going to do for the end of finish? I don't know. Want to schoolboy him? Fine. Like, it's it's that. It's the laziest version of wrestling. And I hate that a, that a choice of the, of the pinfall can make me rethink whether or not I liked a match. But it honestly does. I go. Yeah. I, I leave the match going. Well, well, that that's how you end it, and I don't like that about it. Yeah. But I I can't I can't stray from it. Like I'm watching a great match, and then the the, the finish is stupid. I'm like, well, now why did I watch the match? Well, because it goes back to I think the combination of that and having no stakes is really detrimental because you don't know why it's happening in the first place, and then when it ends that way, you don't know why we told the story that we just told that got imagined out of thin air anyway <laughs> so it's like your your book ended with it not mattering which is is such a bummer and to your point about doing it tornado style that would have made the distraction like a little bit more viable and it would have made the spot i feel like with, with b fab even 
better if there was just chaos erupting elsewhere. Um, yeah. I still would have hated the booking of a schoolboy, but like if you were having tornado rules, it's like this thing's happening over here and there's all this chaos going on. Um, and then BFAB's distraction doesn't make everything else look kind of as as stupid, <laughs> I guess, yeah. as hard to buy into because like a ref should be able to turn their head, right? So um, if, if there was pandemonium everywhere, I feel like yeah. that would have read a lot better if it was a tornado. But I agree with you, schoolboys, not only on the match and the show, coupled with that, like being something that uh, had no stakes to begin with. It's just like the beginning and the end showed me that that every all the awesome things that happened in between just didn't actually matter. So, yeah. um, but the, the match itself was great, but I'm with you. It can really, really zap what you think of the match in a hurry when you have a nonsensical ending. Yeah, well, I mean, if 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 the worst thing we get from here on out is great matches with nonsensical endings, we're we're in good shape because I feel like we're going to get a lot worse than that. Um, but that's that's the end of the first episode of the new era of NXT, the funeral and the hospice era of NXT. We're all on life support. Um, uh, Kate, tell them tell them your stuff and and where they can find you and what what you do and all this kind of stuff. So we can get the hell out of here before a, an hour and a half into this first podcast together. Um, you can find me at Kate on deck. I see. Um, I also do the Mark Order podcast after AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. And on Fridays, you can catch me doing the AEW Smackdown and Rampage post show. That'll be with Jeremy this week and his last show. Uh, and then me and Sean moving forward. And I got to interview Mickey James yesterday, which was like just the coolest thing in the world for a, a women's wrestling fan. So feel free to check that out. I sat in with the Shining Wizards podcast at Wizards Podcast on that. And she tweeted back at me and I exploded. Like I just I just melted, which I already just did on Friday when Punk came back. So very like emotional week for Kate. But that's all of the places that you can find me this week. <laughs> There you go. And you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, right after this, it's at some point soon, I'm going to start what will be a short episode of the Sour Graps thing talking about Raw, because if they don't care to make a good show, then I don't care to talk about it for a while, for a long time. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, yes. And then I'm sure that the one where I talk about SmackDown is going to have a lot more to say because because of what happened with the SmackDown things was so much more interesting than what happened with the Raw things. Uh, interesting in good and bad ways uh, from, from, from the slam of the summer. Uh, so uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and watching this first Dream Team episode of the post-NXT thing. I think it went, I think it went pretty well. What do you think, Kate? I had an absolute blast. I think it well, went well, uh, too. Good, good. Um, uh, yeah, we're 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 gonna stay by by bedside of NXT. We're not we're not we're gonna we're stay here. We're gonna we're gonna read to them. We're, we'll we'll hold their hand. You know, just we want to be there for them in this in this time of need. We we know we know it's the end, but uh, but it's gonna be hard for everybody. But we're gonna be in this together, and it's a celebration of life. Uh, don't don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Everything sucks. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.